Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Visa rejections for tech workers spike under Trump by Izzy Lepowski. In November of 2018, Usha and her husband Sudhir received the news they'd never expected. The United States Citizenship and Immigration Services declined to extend Usha's work visa, meaning the couple and their daughter would have 180 days to leave the country before the U.S. government would consider their presence to be unlawful. The notice hit the whole family like a punch in the gut. Eight years before, Usha and her daughter had moved from India to New Jersey to join Sudhir, who was already living in the United States, pursuing a master's degree in computer science. Both Usha and Sudhir landed jobs as quality assurance analysts for IT outsourcing firms, relying on so-called H-1B visas, which are reserved for specialty occupations. Before coming to the U.S., Usha had earned a bachelor's in math and physics and a master's in political science. They'd bought a home, paid their taxes, and enrolled their daughter, who's now 16, in school. Usha had been approved in the early stages of the green card process and had successfully extended her H-1B visa twice before. Nothing had changed about her job, her skill set, or her educational background since the family started their lives in the United States. And yet, when she tried to renew her visa a third time last year, the government denied her, arguing that her job was not considered a specialty after all. I'm not doing anything different now, says Usha, who agreed to speak on the condition that Wired wouldn't publish her last name. What makes them say today that I do not have a specialty? Usha is one of thousands of current U.S. tech workers who have had their visas suddenly rejected thanks to new policies implemented by President Trump's administration. Since 1990, the H-1B program has enabled U.S. companies to employ foreign workers on a temporary basis for jobs that require the theoretical and practical application of a body of highly specialized knowledge. 
These visas are reserved for people with at least a bachelor's degree in their specialty, or some form of equivalent training, and they're intended as a backstop for employers who can't find Americans to fill the position. The government issues just 65,000 of these visas per year, with another 20,000 set aside for people who have gotten a master's degree or higher in the U.S. Due to the high demand for tech skills, H-1B visas have always been both coveted and competitive. In 2018 alone, companies filed 419,000 petitions for both new and continuing visas. But over the last two years, new research finds, denial rates across both categories have spiked dramatically. According to a recent analysis by the National Foundation for American Policy, a nonprofit that studies immigration, the denial rate for applicants like USHA who are trying to extend their visas grew from 4% in 2016 to 12% in 2018. The rate climbed even higher to 18% through the first quarter of 2019. When it comes to new employment, meanwhile, USCIS has more than doubled the share of petitions it turns down, from 10% in 2016 to 24% in 2018. In the first quarter of 2019, the denial rate was 32%. This is despite a steady decrease in the total number of new applications under President Trump. I think the most striking thing is the change in denial rates has happened without any new law or regulation that many people feel would be necessary to have allowed an agency to deny so many applications in a legal manner, says Stuart Anderson, executive director of the National Foundation for American Policy and former staffer on the Senate Immigration Subcommittee. Instead, the Trump administration has enacted these changes solely through executive power. While campaigning to become president, Donald Trump promised to overhaul the H-1B visa program, which he argued made it too easy for businesses, including his own, to hire foreign workers and pay them less money than American ones. During his first months in office, President Trump signed the so-called Buy American, Hire American executive order, which sought to prioritize visas for the most skilled or highest paid workers. That order has led USCIS to look more critically at third-party outsourcing firms and reassess whether certain work and educational experience really does constitute a specialty. Later on in 2017, the agency also instructed officials not to defer to prior decisions when assessing whether to extend someone's visa, reversing policies that existed under previous administrations. Taken together, these changes have led to an uptick in denials across all the top H-1B employers, including tech giants like Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Apple, and Facebook, as well as top outsourcing firms like Infosync and Cognizant. That's not to say the H-1B visa program was flawless before these changes. Companies and lawmakers have been advocating for reforms to the system since long before Trump took office. For years, large outsourcing firms like Tata Consultancy and Infosync dominated the lottery that determines who gets visas. These companies flooded USCIS with applications and typically walked away with the lion's share of approvals. These employers also happened to pay far lower wages than other tech firms for the same work. In some cases, including one instance at Disney, laid-off American workers were forced to train their foreign replacements. That's not how the program is supposed to work and it has been an animating factor behind calls to reform the system. But recently, the balance has shifted away from outsourcing firms receiving the majority of new H-1B visas. In 2018, Amazon was the top recipient for new visas by far. Meanwhile, 
the outsourcing firms that once won the most new visas, and clock denial rates in the low single digits, saw their denial rates spike to more than 50% in the first quarter of 2019. The Trump administration has proudly touted these changes as a success, noting that more people with advanced degrees from American universities are now being awarded H-1B visas. As part of our efforts to fulfill President Trump's Buy American and Hire American Executive Order, USCIS has made a series of reforms designed to protect U.S. workers, increase our confidence in the eligibility of those who receive benefits, cut down on frivolous petitions, and improve the integrity and efficiency of the immigration petition process. USCIS spokeswoman Jessica Collins told Wired, It is incumbent upon the petitioner, not the government, to demonstrate that he or she meets the eligibility under the law for a desired immigration benefit. But these supposed successes obscure the toll these changes are taking on people like Usha, who have lived and worked in the U.S. for nearly a decade and are now suddenly being told they're unqualified to stay. Dagmar Butte, a Portland-based immigration attorney who works with IT firms, says she began noticing the spike in denials shortly after President Trump took office. In 2017, she says she filed 16 applications on behalf of one client in the IT field, only to have them all rejected. A first in her nearly three-decade career. I thought, did I suddenly get stupid? Butte says. In Butte's experience, the H-1B visa holders who have been the hardest hit are system analysts and quality assurance analysts like Usha, who are employed through outsourcing firms. That's partly due to new guidance USCIS issued on applications from companies that employ people on behalf of third parties. These applications, Butte says, are increasingly being told that their jobs aren't considered specialized, and yet those determinations appear to be applied unevenly. Butte says she recently submitted applications for 16 systems analysts, despite the fact that all of the applicants had the exact same expertise and educational attainment, two were denied. But Butte says it's dangerous to challenge these denials on the basis that other, similarly skilled applicants have been approved. If I were to point that out, they would not approve the two denied cases. They would just reopen and deny the 14 approved cases, Butte says, adding that that has happened to some of her firm's clients. When the denials come, it's devastating, she says. They leave everything behind. If they have bought a house, they leave them behind. If they have furniture and belongings, they leave them behind. When Usha's extension was denied in November, it upended her entire life. Usha had to stop working immediately. As a result, the family lost their insurance, and Usha says she hasn't taken her thyroid medication since February. Her license expired, and without a visa, she can't get it renewed. That means she also can't drive. Sudhir, whose H-1B visa expired in October 2018, was relying on a so-called H-4 visa for the spouses of H-1B holders. When Usha was rejected, he lost his status too, which means he can't work either. Their savings have dwindled to almost zero, Sudhir says. All the while, their deadline to leave the country, April 30, has drawn closer. Last December, Usha filed a lawsuit and a motion for a preliminary injunction that would at least allow her to maintain her legal status while the suit is ongoing. Her lawyer, Jonathan Wasden, is arguing that by making the end run around Congress, these new rules violate the Administrative Procedure Act, which governs the creation of new regulations. You're seeing people who have been on H-1B for a long time and have multiple successive approvals, and now all of a the sudden, they're getting denied, Wasden says.
they're not allowed to create new binding rules without going through the regulatory process. Wasden says the government has repeatedly postponed the case, which was also held up by the shutdown earlier this year. In the meantime, the court has requested additional evidence of the family's financial losses before deciding on the preliminary injunction. With less than a week to go before their time runs out, Sudhir and Usha say they still don't have a backup plan. They sold their home in India to buy their home in New Jersey. They have bills piling up in the U.S. and no jobs lined up overseas. We're just begging for time, Usha says. But ultimately, it's their daughter who worries them most. She's finishing her junior year of high school and getting ready to apply to colleges. Johns Hopkins University is her dream school, and her parents proudly boast that she scored a 1500 on the SATs earlier this year. If the family has to leave the country at the end of April, though, they will have to pull her out of school. She wouldn't be able to graduate with her friends. Instead, she would be halfway around the world, dropped into an unfamiliar school system in the middle of the year, and would have to go through an entirely new visa application process if she wanted to return for college. Like any parents, Usha and Sudhir wanted to provide a good life for their daughter. So they came to the United States, and they did so legally, something President Trump has said in other contexts matters. We've been working, we've been paying our taxes, we're good immigrants, Sudhir says. We wouldn't have expected it to happen to us. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.